7 p.m. Hey everybody, you've reached us in the middle of a conversation that I've been having with my friends here at the table. And welcome to the Aglomus Keegan podcast. And I am so glad you could join us. And I just want you to know and remind you, because we tell you every time, even though we might be talking about some topics that are challenging, because if this particular issue that we're going to talk about tonight was easy to work out, I was just telling my friends as we were praying, it would have been figured out a long time ago. Sometimes it's a little tough to figure it out, but, but the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and we are going to rightly divide it tonight. We're going to talk about women in ministry. And I'm here with some of my favorite ministry friends, part of the Aglomus Gigan team, and the Aglo State of Michigan leader is with us tonight, Char McKinnon. Char, tell us about yourself. Oh, I'll start us out. Yes, <laughs> I'm a mother of seven, Ooh. grandmother of 28. <laughs> seven of those are great-grandchildren. Christmas is a challenge. Oh, yes. Oh, we make it easy. We make it easy. <laughs> um, but I have been in ministry since 89, 1989. In fact, ministry, let's agree, we're all in ministry, right? right. Whether you every are... Every single person. Every single person is in ministry of some sort That's or another. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a mother, I've been ministering, well, for ages. Mm -hmm. But it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Thank you for including me in this conversation. I look forward to digging deeper with you all. Right, and we, we wanted to turn to you for a little bit of information and wisdom because not only have you been in ministry as a, as a mother and a grandmother and in your church and those kinds of things, but it, you've been a part of Aglow for a long time. And we're gonna talk about Aglow in the midst of our conversation okay. tonight too. All right. And also joining us for the first time at the table is part of our Aglow leadership team, Cynthia Bryant. Cynthia, tell us about Hello. yourself. My name is Cynthia Bryant, and I am part of the prayer chair with a globe, mm -hmm. Muskegon. I am a um, mother of four. Um, I have a grandson, just one grandson, and I also am a part of our ministry at church, the women's ministry called Pure Heart. Mm -hmm. So I've got two schedules juggling, juggling oh, yes. so it's, <laughs> it, it can get kind of busy, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So if you see me looking down, I'm not being rude and not listening, but I'm just monitoring our live feed in case somebody who's listening or watching wants to chime in with a comment or a question. I want to make sure that we have a chance to answer it. Wonderful. So, and Cynthia, you mentioned that your job with the Aglow Muskegon team is prayer chair. You're a co-prayer chair. Mm -hmm. um, actually, you and Judy Downs are serving in that capacity, but also... Your husbands have agreed to step that's up right. and join us in prayer. So that's men and women working in ministry together, mm -hmm. and I sure do love that aspect mm -hmm. of it. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. A glow is not just for the blue-haired old ladies. So, blue-haired. <laughs> or whatever colored hair you have. Purple, what? Yes. I recently changed my hair color, so. I like uh, it. Yeah. Uh, it is very cute. Thanks. Thanks. I didn't go blue. 
He did go blue. I didn't feel led to go blue. To go blue. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so also with us tonight is my good friend, Elena Gray. Mm -hmm. Elena, tell us about yourself. I am a new mama of a little boy who's four months old, and he's so sweet. So that is a new ministry for me. But I also, um, I am on the Aglow team, and I'm um, public relations. So that's really awesome because my heart is kind of connecting people and being a part of that and spreading the word of God to all people. Um, I also work with um, children diagnosed with autism, and that is something that's really dear to my heart. So that's also kind of a large ministry um, it's secular, but I still consider it very much oh, my ministry. Yes. So, so. Yeah, you can't go into mm -hmm. that environment mm -hmm. and not yeah. bring God with you. Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. Amen. Wow. I'm, you know, we've talked about making this not just a, a interview program. We want to be real. I just want to tell you that my son's fiance works with autistic children. In Grand Rapids through the Hope Network. It's a residential facility there. I'm we'll like to chat about yes, that. Yes, I'm very yeah. familiar. <laughs> so, anyway. That. that is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Lisa Enders, and I'm part of the Aglow Leadership Team as well. And also, I have a tendency to be sitting at the table for most of our monthly podcasts. Um, and my heart is involved in ministry. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I bring God with me and I bring him into everything that I do. Yes. And I want him to touch everybody that I come into contact with through the day. And I, you know, honestly, I didn't become a Christian until I was an adult already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I did, you become immersed in church culture. And um, the kinds of things that were told to me in the church were, I don't even think a woman should be a worship leader. I mean, I'm a singer. I like, I, you know, I've been a worship mm. leader. Mm -hmm. I actually was the music minister at our church for a few years. Mm -hmm. but, but somebody that I respected and admired when I first started joining Praise Team thought that it needed to be a man that stood at the front of the church and brought people into the courts mm -hmm. before God. And, and I took that seriously, and I read scripture, and I, I see some things that aren't always easy to interpret. That's right. And so That's right. we've all heard about the controversy in the news lately, mm -hmm. um, at least in Christian circles. Beth Moore Lover. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and we are not here to refute, bring down people of God who. It's not. It's not an all or nothing thing. Just because somebody insulted her doesn't mean that he isn't a man of God. Exactly. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, one of her responses, and I printed it out because I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. Because I think what, what transpired is so many people in Christendom wanted to stand up and defend Beth Moore. Mm -hmm. You know, we took offense to what was being said. And 
you know, we just, as women, we do that sometimes. We take offense, you know, with uh, if somebody's criticizing your husband, we might take offense. Or right. if somebody's criticizing my friend, you know, we may take offense. And, you know, we're not to do that. But one of Beth Moore's responses, and I love it, uh, well, in fact, may I read yes. one of her response? She said, in answer to the, the gentleman that was so critical of her, and in fact, when she was being criticized, or when this statement go home, the whole entire audience just mockingly laughed as if to jump on that bandwagon in agreement. And like you said, this is something <laughs> there's going to be mo lots of conversations about mm -hmm. women in ministry. But Beth said, I did not surrender to a calling of man when I was 18 years old. I surrendered to a calling of God. It never occurs to me for a second to not fulfill it. I will follow Jesus and Jesus alone all the way home, and I will see his beautiful face and proclaim, worthy is the lamb. And she said, Here's the beautiful thing about it, and I mean this with absolute respect. She continued on a, a Twitter. You don't have to let me serve you, she says to this gentleman. That gets to be your choice. Whether or not I serve Jesus is not up to you. Whether I serve you certainly is. Mm -hmm. One way or other, I esteem you my sibling in Christ. Wow. That's a class response. I guess. <laughs> So if anybody out there who's listening doesn't know what happened, um, a, a, a well-known man of God was on a panel discussion. Uh, his name is John MacArthur. And when he was asked to give an off-the-cuff comment about what he felt like uh, about a certain thing, the uh, moderator said, Beth Moore. And as soon as that name was spoken... There was a lot of laughter in the audience, which leads, I don't know who the audience was, mm -hmm. but it leads me to think that mm -hmm. this audience already knew that John MacArthur might have an opinion about Beth Moore, mm -hmm. and he said, go home. And then the mocking laughter continued, mm -hmm. and he went on to say something about there is no scriptural evidence for women in ministry. And so, hmm. So, th so that's what we're kind of discussing mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I love that John MacArthur said, he went on also to say that we can't let culture dictate our interpretation of Scripture. But what I think ironically, and I've read commentary about this as well, is that I think that's exactly what he's done. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. In my in my study, I think that culturally, it's men are in ministry, and women are at home. So, what do you think about that? Short answer would be I disagree, but I think the biggest thing is is God has called each of us, and he, he has giftings that he's given each of us, and I think that just in general, male and female complement one another. So God created male and God created female. And when we do this thing where it's like man can only do and woman can only do, we miss the piece of what we can do together and how we can't really 
touch mm. everyone when we think that one can touch all. And so I think that's where it's like, it, whether it's a child, whether it's a grandma, whether it's a male, a female, I mean, a Jew, Gentile, like in the word, it talks about all of the people and God doesn't segregate them. He brings them all together and we're all one. And so I think if he calls that and he purposes that, then he has purpose for each of us to fulfill our ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Lisa earlier and I think we lose sight of, we look at these large ministries like Beth Moore or, I mean, even John Gray. I mean, he's a big minister. We think of these really large ministers, male or female, and we think, oh, okay, you know, we have to take a stance. But we do this around the table every day, and we have ministry. But somehow when it expands to reaching more people on different wavelengths, whether it be TV, whether it be a radio station or whatever, Somehow it changes the intimacy of just having the chat with the women and that type of ministry. But it's just a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same purpose, which is to sharpen each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I think, why not a woman? Why not? Um, and so I have always just said, God, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. And what ministry do I have? Because I don't think that the ministry that I have is the ministry that he has for maybe another woman or another man. Like, it's my ministry that he's placed on my heart. And so I don't really necessarily even think it's a male-female thing as much as God says, this is what I've called you for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, like, Mm -hmm. your comment about Beth Moore, how she said, Mm -hmm. specifically, she said, um, let's see here. I never, it never occurs to me for a second to not fulfill it. I will follow Jesus and Jesus alone all the way home. Mm-hmm. And I love that because <laughs> it takes the purpose of go home to this building of yes. what we call our, like our homestead mm-hmm. to say, no, my purpose is eternity and home. Woo! And so it isn't about like this, her ministry and what each of our ministries should be is we're going home. And who are we taking with us? And who has God called us? That's and that's powerful. ministry. Mm-hmm. And powerful. so for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? You any man could tell me, any woman could yes. tell me, like you don't, you can't have ministry. And I would say, I do have ministry, and this is what God's calling me to, Absolutely. all the way home, and Absolutely. not go home to my home, Absolutely. but going home like my eternity of home. Right. So. And, and that's not to say that women who are managing their homes and their children and are fulfilling that calling on their mm-hmm. life, that's not any lesser no. than. No, right. absolutely, absolutely not. not. But what does the Bible say? Who Who is the priest of the home? The man. He does say the man. He needs to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, a glow has quite a bit to say, Glow International, about men and women and their callings and this separation and this divide that there is between the roles, the gender roles, and working together in ministry. And um, as the state leader, would you like to tell everybody who's listening a little bit about that? Well, I will see if I can. It's, uh, it, I tell you what, this, what has transpired with these this conversation that we're even having today, mm-hmm. it's caused me to dig deeper. You know, my uh, international CEO, Jane Hansen Hoyt, she's been leading this ministry since 1980, I believe. And um, Let's see. it is, it's amazing. It, she, what I found out and what I read 
and what I've heard her say that it was actually in the 70s that God began uh, to birth some things in her regarding the male and female. And so when a glow came together, we actually have three mandates that are kind of, kind of foundational for us in the aglow ministry around the world. And one of them is the reconciliation of the male and female. And Jane gets that out of the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. You know, in Genesis 1.26, I believe, it says that we were to multiply and have dominion yes. and subdue yes. the earth. And then we all know what happened, the, the great fall, right, right? Right. And then it goes on to say, you know, there was a consequence for that fall. And I wanted, in digging deeper in this, one of the things I, I, I like and what Jane Hansen has said, she's the first one, uh, Eve, she being Eve, to call out Satan for who he is. That's right. Wasn't it Genesis, uh, shortly thereafter, something she said, um, the enemy, Satan, he deceived me. It's, I wrote it down somewhere. but Genesis 3, somewhere? In Genesis 3.15. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. serpent deceived me and I ate. Mm -hmm. yep. And it was just in, in those chapters that we see that Satan was was first acknowledged as a, a, a being. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but she called him out. That woman God created called him out. He deceived me and I ate. Mm -hmm. Now we won't go there tonight because if we went there, but one of the things when we were talking earlier too, you know, Adam was created to be a keeper and a protective of gar the mm -hmm. garden. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, Okay, Adam, where were you? But if we were to talk about every little bullet point tonight, right. it would be uh, a lengthy. But anyway, it was in 81 that Jane, this male and female walking side by side in the kingdom, together mm -hmm. taking dominion as mm -hmm. was spoken in Genesis 1. She says it's a message that is as relevant today as it was in 81. She says there's no... Um, you know how some will say there's uh, plan A and plan B? Mm. She says there's no plan B. <laughs> it's always been plan A that we would walk together, together, male and female, taking dominion, taking authority over the earth. That's right. And that's the, what we've yeah. been sitting under in the ministry. And, and that's, your Elena, what I hear your heart mm -hmm. as women in ministry today. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, I think you, what you came up against early on as a brand new believer, a brand new Christian, and that wounded you, it put a, a wound in you because it, you began to question, oh, God, you know, I, I can't be called to be a worship leader? And I remember some of those things serping on I, as the Spirit of God was being poured out. Mm -hmm. And I could feel in, in my my gut, mm -hmm. you know, a word coming up and it just rising up that I wanted to open my mouth and share it. And, you know, as a new believer, I didn't quite understand what was happening, but come to realize God was putting something in me and it's part of the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I let that hold me back. Something 
that the counterfeit voices said, Shar, you can't prophesy. You can't interpret. Now, where'd that come from? Right. You know, and so I... Well. Yes. <laughs> Paul's confusing writings in 1 Corinthians 11 and 14, where in one he yes. says women should be silent in church. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then a few verses before that, he says, now when you prophesy women, you should cover your right. head. So it, it, it's, you need to take a preponderance of the scripture yes, right. and not discount any scriptures, but, but yeah. That's right. Right. Uh, it's, speaking of a preponderance of scripture, um, throughout scripture, what do we see? We see women doing ministry throughout the scripture. You have Lydia in the book of Acts, oh, yeah. the woman of, with purple. purple. Mm -hmm. She went out. She yeah. did business. Yes, she did. And so it's, it's just throughout the Bible. And for someone to come up with the fact that we shouldn't speak, in my opinion, when he made male and female, and he said, multiply, subdue, and, and we were the help mm -hmm. me. That means joining together, coming yes. along aside one another, yes. and doing whatever we need to do to multiply, yes. to till the land, whatever mm -hmm. it takes. Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't affect a gender. Sure, male have they may have more strength than we have, mm -hmm. you know, and so we we understand that. Mm -hmm. But that does not legate the fact that we can do things as well to help as we do today. We all we work, we help our family, and whatever works, we make it work. So right, and that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Those women in scripture mm -hmm. that we've been portraying uh, for the mm -hmm. last eight years, yeah. mm -hmm. woman yeah. after woman who's a prophet. We have that's Huldah, right. Miriam and Deborah, the mighty warrior Deborah, mm -hmm. and uh, and judge and yes, judge and judge. Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, also in the New Testament, there are women who are called specifically by the name that's translated from the Greek deacon. Yes. Uh, is that um, Phoebe, Priscilla? Oh, my word. I've, I've, well, anyway, it's the same word in the Greek that they refer to Timothy. And Timothy is spoken of as a young pastor, right? Right. So if he's referred to by Paul, who wrote the confusing script, <laughs> with the same word, uh, some translations call her a deaconess, but uh, anyway. But then you have the that it, what you you found out when you're studying it. Then it is it's deacon the same as that was being spoken of of the others, the elders and the deacons. I believe that's where you're going with that. Yeah, uh, it, Timothy is is referred to with that same word. Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. And so when it's translated in the Greek, it's the same. It basically means the same thing. But you brought up a great point, though, because of, of you know, the many epistles that were written by Paul mm -hmm. and the understanding. I mean, when somebody says, and how many times have we heard this, women are to keep silent in the church? Well, you know, as I'm growing in the Lord and somebody's, you know, making me feel that maybe, mm -hmm. you know, stuff it down, Shar, <laughs> squelch it, right, you know. Right. And, and yet when you come, and this is where I think 
are getting together and sharing with your aglow audience. We just can't take things ver verbatim right. that I heard it from Elena right. or I heard it from Deacon so-and-so or pastor, whoever, but we study it out for ourselves absolutely, absolutely. and find out, Lord, what was your heart? Right. What is it that you are intending to say and that we understand it for ourselves? Mm -hmm. That's liberating. Mm -hmm. And I have come to the place and, and since my new walk, I, I have read several books because I want to understand. I don't want to walk in disobedience to the Lord. Exactly. Who does? Exactly. Right? Actually, that's a good point right there. John MacArthur does not. No. So I, I was actually, it reminds me, I spoke to a couple of women in town who oh, are ministers. Um, I spoke to Pastor Laura DeYoung. She is the pastor of Second CRC in Grand Haven, hmm. and I, I'm familiar with her because that's where my son Luke uh, okay. was, was working as a um, worship leader, and um, and I thought it was novel that she, and she's a young woman too, just fresh out of seminary, and this is her first, they could they call it a calling, I mean she's been called to the ministry, but um, when I spoke to her today, she this is her first role in ministry, and this is a a congregation that's made up of very established Christians. It's a very, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to say old-fashioned. It's not old-fashioned, but it's very traditional. 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 So uh, she obviously went through some, a little bit of, you know, at least raised eyebrows when she was called to this position. Wow. And I spoke to her today, and she said that she wants to extend grace to those who may believe differently about the validity of women serving in ministry because she believes that most of them are coming from a place of sincerely wanting to seek after the will of God on the yes, matter. Yes. So that gives her a perspective of being able to extend grace to people um, who may not understand, who may have trouble accepting. And she said she's talked to people in her congregation who perhaps started being, I don't know about this, skeptical, mm -hmm. but I think that they've been pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. uh, about her being there. Um, she, uh, she again talked about the many women in scripture who, who, who served in church leadership positions, and she also talked about the moment that she was on the fourth floor of the Calvin College Library when she was studying for a class on worship traditions and she knew that she knew that she knew that she was called to, wow. to go to seminary. Yes. And that sa very same yes. day, the Lord laid it on her mom's heart. Oh, so, wow. so That was a confirmation. <laughs> also, I spoke to uh, another minister in town, um, Anne-Marie Pale. She's actually been a guest on the podcast, you may recall. She shared her testimony about when in her earlier uh, years giving up a child for adoption. And we're still hoping for that reunion, yes, by the way. Yes. I can't wait to hear all about that. But she um, she said that being a, 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 a female pastor is a hard role, of course, mm -hmm. but also is being a female leader, period. There are those who don't like to take direction from women <laughs> or, and I've heard this too, that, that women are only allowed to be in ministry 
because the men just aren't stepping up and they're oh. they're not fulfilling the roles. Mm. And that if women want to grab all these roles, they're they're stepping into the places where taking yeah. up the men's yeah. positions. Mm -hmm. But again, in other words, like when he used a donkey. Exactly. <laughs> That's what she said. She said if he can give direction to us from all kinds of sources, from donkeys, bushes, and doves. <laughs> He can definitely do it through a woman. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> Donkeys can bring forth the word of God. Exactly. But God forbid a woman should do it. Uh, and then she, she ended by, by typing out trust and obey for there's, there's no, no other way. Mm -hmm. I said I want to hear her sing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, yes. One thing I wanted to interject is um, when I think about when the Bible was written mm -hmm. and how women were in a place that was behind the men, actually walking, literally yes. walking behind the, man, yes. the men yes. in those times. Yes. And so I believe a lot of a lot of the Bible is written from that aspect, mm -hmm. from that mindset. Well, mm -hmm. And as time evolves, mm -hmm. it's just not like that anymore. Right. You know, we're being more liberated and and not just from a worldly standpoint, mm -hmm. but I believe the Bible is revolving and, and revealing itself as where we are today mm -hmm. and where he wants us to be today and not from that old mindset right but he doesn't change he doesn't change he doesn't. it's just the evolving is is say for instance like when he first in genesis when he first created the earth it was a process genesis 1 through 3 when he first um, the, he said let there be light there was a process going on okay and then in the next chapter then he inserted life, you know, then, then the man came alive and then he created the trees and everything. It was a process. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. Everything was a process and it just revealed itself as he kept going and kept building. And I think that process is still going on as far as life is concerned, as far as the revelation of his word and where he wants to take us. We don't know it all at one time. No, I don't think so. In, I, I agree. And in, in yet, the woman back there, from what you even just said, she was hungry. I mean, she was hungry. Mm -hmm. She was in a place and she wanted to know more. So she began asking these questions right there. And he says, you know, wait till you get home and then don't speak and then go there. And I think again, yes. it's digging deep into those scriptures. Yes. What are they really saying? What are they really right. saying? Right, because that whole chapter about don't speak in church was about order in Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. there were some things that were out of order and he had to address those things. Right, and then later on in Timothy where it's, uh, where, um, it's spoken of, I don't allow or permit women to teach the men. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I'm not saying maybe that we don't take this literally. I'm just saying, uh, could it be that culturally at that time it wasn't the time for that? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think in this allotment on this podcast. We have a question, by the way. Oh, there's a question. Yes. All right. It says, Lisa, did my wife call me a donkey? 
Oh, <laughs> is this my husband? Husband. <laughs> I won't go there, honey. <laughs> we don't have enough time on this podcast to go there. <laughs> I've been with you 51 years, and I probably caught you more than a donkey. But I love you dearly, honey, and thank you for allowing me to do That's what. That's right what I do today. <laughs> so the bottom line is we're working out our salvation we are. fear we and are. trembling. Yes, we are. And we sincerely want your will. We want to be transformed yes. by yes. the renewing of our minds. Yes. And um, I don't believe that everybody who's ever gotten saved under Beth Moore's teachings or, or uh, Joyce Meyer's teachings was not relevant or that God didn't mm -hmm. use it for sincere good for the elevation of his kingdom. There is fruit Much in the fruit. ministry of women. Absolutely. Yes. I shall march on. You know, Absolutely. I think when well, you say that in um, Dan and I just recently went to see the Harriet Tubman movie and oh uh, yes and you know and I and I know I've just like with Beth Moore you read after the fact, you read all the criticism and how it wasn't accurate and all that. All I know what is true is this woman was empowered by God. Yes. She was one brave woman. Yes. And yes. isn't that we want, whether it's it's working with autistic children, being a worship Absolutely. leader, being a pastor, uh, being a mother, a wife, whatever, that we are empowered yes. by the Spirit of God. Absolutely. And being obedient unto him. Yeah. But I do want truth. And if there's some of you out there that are struggling with this, what is my place as a woman in, in uh, the church, in the home? In, mm -hmm. I'd say dig into that word because it's there. It is. The answers are there for us it and is. he'll lead us. And there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. You're right, God doesn't change. But he can certainly help us because it says the wise will woman, she builds her home yes. rightly. Yes. Well, however that looks. If she works out of the home for eight hours a day and then comes home and, and then works in the church, who knows? Who knows? But God has a plan. No, and we want to also honor God's plan for those unique and wonderful differences between men and women too. Yes. Right. Those gender differences mm -hmm. are a gift from God. It, they mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to throw them all out the window because I think that we've seen what that sometimes leads to in our culture right. when we don't right. pay attention to gender differences. But that doesn't mean that, that God can't use you, God can't call you, uh, that God won't work miracles through you. So keep prophesying, women. Keep, <laughs> keep hearing from God. <laughs> yes. So in one of the discussions today, and I don't know how we're doing on time, but one of the discussions, you know, one of the women, the uh, words that women run from or, oh, or, or men hang on to is that word submission. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, men run to it, women run from it. <laughs> And yet, I don't think it has to be that way. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful word. Because look at this, even as our children. I know you just have this little baby, but it says, 
children, you know, be submit to your parents right. as well. Right. And we're promised when we're being obedient, we're promised long life. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we've even made that submission word out to be something that it's really not. I agree. I you agree. agree. I do. You, you, I do. you see that. And mm -hmm. over the, since I've been involved in the Globe Ministry since 1989, oh gosh, I've seen women in fear and trembling because of, of the misinterpretations like we're talking about even in women in ministry. We have to be careful mm -hmm. that uh, what we put on one another. Yeah. Yes. We have to. Yes. You know, one, going back to Beth Moore, one of the things that she said, because the, the offenses that we're picking up, she said, we don't want to slander anybody. John MacArthur, anybody, she says, believe me, you guys, I'm not talking about cooling it on the issues. The issues are real. Yeah. And that's what we find light, we find truth, we find what it is that God's saying about the issues. How do you say that word again, Lisa? Mis misogyny. Misogyny is rampant, and she said it's shameful. I'm talking about not returning insult for insult. Mm. What Jesus called us to do in a case like this is hard. She says, like this is hard, but right. In other words, we don't return slander to slander. We, we even in ministering to women and helping them find their way. Deborah, the judge that sat out there hearing the cases, the hard cases came to her. That's right. She had a judge rightly, can you imagine? Being a judge in that time, you want to be just, but you want to be right in, in not erring in the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same for us today. He's called us to a higher standard, and we need to be careful because what we do matters. Mm -hmm. Yep, what we do matters. <laughs> so we're going to sign off for tonight. But what we do matters. That's our thought that we're going to leave you with tonight. Keep staying in the word. Keep studying. God's got a plan for you and for you and for you and for you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. And for me too. Thank you.